ora tato, ko Daniel Larson Dene, host of Azure Lunch Podcast. This, our second series of the Azure Lunch Podcast, had an unplanned outage a few months ago while we took some time to adjust to a couple of pretty big changes. The first change is that I got a new job at Microsoft. I now work as a fast track engineer on the Azure engineering team. I'll let my teammate and future Azure Lunch guest, Thiago Barbosa, explain exactly what a fast track engineer does. Yeah, so so we are part of engineering, but we still work with customers, right? So we are like a field part of uh, engineering, So which is interesting because we have a direct relationship to the different product teams, so we have close uh, interaction with them, uh, but still we are customer facing, right? So we work with customers daily, customers from all around the world, which makes it a little bit more interesting than just working on products. And then the next big news is that my good friend, colleague and co-host of the show, Matt Simpson, quit his job at Microsoft to go and work for AWS. Now, that was pretty gutting, but of course, I couldn't be happier for Matt, and I wish him all the best for his new role as an AWS architect, and I know we will still have loads to talk about, and may even be able to sneak in a multi-cloud podcast one day soon. So thank you, Matt, for your contribution and inspiration for this show. So now it's time to reboot again with a new show, a new sponsor, and best of all, lots of amazing guests. With my new role, I've been lucky enough to travel across the world to conferences and to Microsoft headquarters in Redmond. I kicked off this journey in Auckland, New Zealand, where I was lucky enough to sit down for 25 minutes with Shaman Bonom, data scientist in residence at Microsoft New Zealand, to talk about knowing just enough data science to be dangerous. So essentially, AI is an umbrella term that is determinant on the period of time that we're living. Because what we consider AI today was completely different to what it was, say, 50 years ago. With AI and machine learning, if people are unhappy with the output, uh, it's usually more to do with the person behind the screen that's putting that program together. I'm less worried about the, the machine, the object and the model. I'm always more worried about the person that's defining the rules behind it. Next, I got on a plane to Seattle, Washington in the USA for Microsoft Build 2019, the world-famous Microsoft Developer Conference. And as someone who, even before I worked at Microsoft, used to get up early to watch the tech keynote with Scott Guthrie, Scott Hanselman, Donovan Brown and friends, this was a dream come true for me. While I was there, I took the opportunity to talk to people on the Azure product teams, starting with Dan Rossanova, one of the best-dressed men in IT, about messaging in Azure at scale. Yeah, I would say that the, the big thing that separates Event Hubs from the other messaging services, it is a streaming sort of telemetry and logging uh, animal, that's what it's good at. The biggest thing that makes it different, I would say, is that most of the time, rather than in in service bus or even in event grid where the unit of work would be the individual message, the thing that's important is one specific message. The unit of work in a stream tends to be a partition of data. So like some stream, it's a stream, it's a sequence of messages that are important. Then I popped over to the Windows subsystem for Linux booth to talk to Craig Lowen about shipping a Linux kernel in Windows 10. What? The coolest thing is now we run on the same stack as Azure. So Azure is awesome. It's obviously being heavily invested in by Microsoft. And so now any improvements that you get in Azure come directly to the Windows subsystem for Linux. It's like turning off this giant blinking red light of, hey, Docker doesn't work, Fuse doesn't work, right? Or this ptrace doesn't work. All of those go away with WSL2. Then into the common room to talk to Sharad Agrawal about Azure Front Door, our new global cloud scale load balancer. Front Door is not a new service. We have been using it internally for years, like six, seven years now. Uh, we started with Bing, 
we have started onboarding Office 365, like Exchange Online, SharePoint Online, Microsoft Teams, um, Skype, all these massive services, multi-billion dollar services, they're using a huge portion of their traffic runs on uh, Azure Front Door at global scale. And so uh, things like Azure DevOps, for example, I would say around 99.99% of their global traffic goes via Azure Front Door. And then to talk to my friend Chris Reddington, Fast Track Engineer, about DevOps at scale. You know, those two areas, architecture and DevOps, are some of the areas I really talk about a lot inside of Fast Track. And that's no accident because I see them both super, super intertwined, you know, and brought together. Things like multi-stage pipelines and defining your pipelines as code. We've talked about infrastructure as code, we talk about configuration as code. Um, and now you've got this idea of pipelines as code as well. Just thinking about scalability and how you keep you know, working across different projects and really making it super easy to, to bring up all of that infrastructure and just get that end-to-end -end deployment scenario out. The easier we can make that, the better. And I wrapped it all up at the Pomegranate Bistro in Redmond with my friend and principal group of engineering at Bing, Kumar Srinivasamuthi. Yeah, so we don't really have a completely separate team that does operations for Bing. Um, in Bing, the way we do is it's the DevOps model. So pretty much every service owner is on call to manage his or her service. So we have hundreds of engineers across the organization, people who work on the user experience, people who work on our index and relevance, they all manage their own services. My team and there are a few other engineers who focus a little bit more on production services than other folks. We build in the pipelines and the tools and measurement to make that easier. But the services are managed by the people who write the code. The whole idea is that if you write your service, you are the best at running it, you know what things and all. And you have an incentive to make it run with less maintenance so you can focus on building your feature in the future. Back in New Zealand with major jet lag, I headed straight to the Codemania Developer Conference in Auckland and sat down for a cup of tea with Ivan Tolson, legendary architect, speaker and now principal engineer on the cloud native team at Microsoft. I think the, the attitude has changed so much now from just a few years ago, it was why should we open source this to why should we not open source this. Yeah. It's almost the, the default. We want to be where developers are and developers are in open source. They welcome it and we want to be friendly to developers. Mm. Um, we want to build those collaborations. You know, the team that I work on now, the product I work on now, we aim to be community driven, we aim to accept PRs. I probably do about two-thirds of the work on the Visual Studio Code extension for Kubernetes, but the other third comes from people sending me PRs, and I love that. The explicit goal of the team that I'm on is to launch projects into the community, to give them to the community. And then that same night, headed to a packed Auckland Azure user group meetup to chat with Divya Sangha about the new ExpressRoute Edge node that has been deployed here in Auckland. I used to work with uh, DSLAMS and you know DSL termination, um, wholesale Ethernet. So that, that journey continued, and then um, I came at a crucial time when they were launching their data center in Melbourne. So I was in a construction site for six months, watching the data center get built. I used to do tours in hard hat and safety boots. <laughs> Working for a data center again changed my shift in my vision of you know what a global company was doing in the sense that you know how are they using data centers? How are, how is interconnection important to them. And that's crucial because then you start looking at a global networking map and now you now a subsea cable is of relevance, isn't it? Full interviews with 
All these guests and more are coming up next on the Azure Lunch Podcast, so make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favourite podcasts, and I'll look forward to sitting down with you and my guests on the next episode of Azure Lunch. Azure Lunch is sponsored by Microsoft FastTrack for Azure, a team of engineers and program managers dedicated to helping you to be successful in Azure. Learn more at azure.com slash fast track. Don't waste my time. Welcome to the nightlife. Don't waste my time. Welcome to the nightlife. Nightlife. Bernie Price, looking goody, feeling tight. Taxi to the Daniel Larson and guests are employees of Microsoft. The opinions expressed in this podcast are their own and not an official company statement. For more information, visit github.com slash Daniel Larson NZ slash Azure dash lunch.